Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. We're just three gals that <laughs> like to sit around, drink coffee, and talk about true crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beans and brothers. Beans and brothers. <laughs> Come to my wrestling match tonight. <laughs> Monday, 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 Monday morning. That's M-O-U-R. N-I-N-G. <laughs> Guys, that's why morning, morning, morning. Um, guys, we are highly caffeinated, and Mm -hmm. I hope you are too. We hope you you are are too. too. Yes. Um, it's been so much fun coming into the new year with this project with you guys, and uh, being able to report on these things and listen to some. Really sick shit. So, like, thanks, guys. Hey, for you're welcome. Telling, <laughs> for giving me daymares. Daymares. Yeah. Oh, appreciate, appreciate all of you. Yes. If you appreciate us, we would appreciate uh, if you could, you know, you can rate on Spotify now. That's a thing now. Yeah, you can just, and you don't have to say anything. You can just be like, click, 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 click. That's five stars. Click, 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 click. And five stars. And we really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to us. Yes, it would. Yeah. You know, like, tell a friend or something. That'd yeah. be cool. That would be, be cool. cool. It helps people find us. And it helps us grow and, you know, mm-hmm. know that you guys like this so we can continue doing it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that's kind of cool that is on Spotify is that we can, uh, like, ask questions and things. Oh, and yes. And respond mm-hmm. to them in the app, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just testing that out, too. We want to see more engagement. We're getting some really cool recommendations. Um, yes. And we're working on those. Uh, so if you do have a really cool crime recommendation or just something you want to hear our take on, um, that is, it could be a popular one that people do, like, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. We love all of it. Uh, shoot us a little message on, uh, Instagram or on the, the, the email. The, our, our email, Morning Murders, yeah. which is M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, Morning Murders, yes. with an S. Yeah, <laughs> so tell us, at Gmail. Tell us, about a, tell us about a murder or a true crime. It yeah. can be a non-murder It can be crime. a spoopy. Yeah, oh. it could be anything. And we have lists of people that we've made. So if you throw a suggestion, it moves that person that's on the list up a little higher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that does. It helps us know that like people want to hear it. Well, yes. okay, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, and we're also... Working on like uh, hanging out with some friends, more friends here soon. We mm-hmm. had Ben last year, which mm-hmm. was we really did cool. Ben. Ben, and now we know it's fun to have friends on. So yes, but... if you want to come be a friend, come yeah. be a friend. Yeah, if you've got a story that you're super passionate about and know a bunch about, let us know, and maybe you can join us around the breakfast nook. Yeah. Breakfast nook. Um. Okay. And with all that, with I all think, that, I think I'm ready now. All right, yeah. final sips. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Amanda, you have a story for us today. I have a story for you today. Uh, This wasn't necessarily suggested by any of you, but um, you'll come to find, because maybe we'll we'll share a little with you in a future episode. I went on a bit of a rant. (laughs) She ranted. She ranted. I had a, a bit of a rant the other day, and the girls were like, hold on, hold on. Now you have to do this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. fine. That's what happened. But only so that you can all rant with me later. <laughs> oh, yes. So 
Unfortunately, I, I bet I already know your answers, Beans, but it's the format around here, so here we go. <laughs> Have any of you heard of a walking bag of suck named Casey Anthony? Casey Anthony? Oh, oh Casey. Casey. Oh, Two first names. Two first names. There we go. Already. <laughs> we know how this is going to go. Ah, oh, man. All right. So, on July 15th, 2008, Casey Anthony's mother, Cindy, made three 911 calls. Uh, in a minute, we're going to actually play them for you. It's really important to hear Casey speak for herself to really give you an idea of her psyche. But let me catch you up real quick. So about a month prior to these calls, 22-year-old Casey had a fight with her parents and stormed out of their Florida home, toting her two-year-old daughter Kaylee alongside her. She ended up in Orlando at her boyfriend Tony Lazaro's house, but she didn't have Kaylee with her. She said that her daughter was at either Universal Studios, Disney World, or SeaWorld, but definitely with the nanny. I do not know what theme park your kids are. Anyway. No, 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 she's with the nanny. During this time, she got a tattoo that read Bella Vita, which translates to beautiful life, and also entered a hot body contest at a local nightclub. Ah. She was having a good old time. Uh-huh. Cindy, tried to, <laughs> Cindy tried to get in touch, but Casey wouldn't let her speak with her daughter Kaylee. When Cindy insisted, Casey told her that the nanny got in a car accident and didn't have any way to bring her back. She was off with the nanny, but the nanny got in a car accident, so the nanny doesn't have a car, so she can't bring Kaylee back. Uh, I would, like, walk to my yeah. child if I had to. Well, I just feel like there is there is a lot of means to that. Like, there's a means, like a bus, or, uh-huh. like, uh, what year was this? 2008. Okay, there's, like, buses and, like... For it. I don't know if she had friends. Like, yeah. there's just ways to like get there. You know, like I yeah. just feel like that's that's like that's that's the that's this nanny's problem, not her problem. Like, Kate, <sighs> Casey still needs to go pick up her yeah, kids. Like, 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 kid. I mean, They'd even though charged. Uber may not have been a big thing, but taxis where you can call a cab company. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so interesting. If worst yeah, came that, that very uh, su- suspicious. If you yeah. ask, mm-hmm. Daddy, that's sus. So then on June 27th, Casey calls her boyfriend to come pick her up. She says she ran out of gas and left the car in a parking lot. She added to a friend that she believed an animal carcass was lodged in her car's frame. What? (laughs) It'll come up later. You'll see why. Oh. The car... Sorry, it's just... Okay, so you were stuck without a car, and then you were able to fix the problem. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, she... Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's saying that that's an excuse earlier for Wait, so now she's else. saying that she had a car. You know what I'm saying? So she like, could have gone and get her. But, but there's an animal carcass on Right. It. Guys, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> okay. okay all we right, just right, started. Right, right. No, keep going. I'm, I'm just, just already like, what? getting into it. Okay. What? So the car sits in the lot for a bit and then gets picked up and taken to an impound lot, right? Because it was just mm-hmm. there. And because it's registered to her parents, the Anthonys get a call to pick it up. I'm just going to let them speak for themselves now. Place this sound to be recorded. I can help you. Thank you. Hello. Hi, I'm, I drove to a police department here on closing, but you guys are closed. I need to bring someone into the police department. Can you tell me where I can, the closest one I can come into? What, what are you trying to accomplish by bringing them to the station? I have a 22 year old person that has um, Grand Theft sitting in my auto with me. So the 22 year old person stole something? 
Yes. Is this a relative? Yes. Where did they steal it from? Um, my car and also money. Okay, is this your son? Daughter. Okay, so your daughter stole money from your car? No, my car was stolen. We've retrieved it today. We found out where it was at. Retrieved it. I've got that, and I've got affidavit for my banking account. I want to bring her in. Okay. Where where did all of this happen? Oh, it's it's been happening. No, no, but I need to establish a jurisdiction as well. Oh, uh, well, I lived in um in Orlando. Yeah, but what address did these thefts occur at? Um, well, I guess my residence. I guess. Okay. That's actually going to be in the jurisdiction of the sheriff's office, ma'am, not okay. the Orlando Police Department. Alrighty. Let, let me transfer you over to the communications section for Orange County. Okay. Now, is the Orlando Sheriff's Department the one on 436 that is that open this afternoon, this evening? Um, the substation you're at on Pershing, if it's Orlando Police, we're, we're open primarily during the day. Uh-huh. But that's not the sheriff. That's the city police, which does not right. have jurisdiction for your. I know there's a sheriff's department on. Fifth, I mean, on 436. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transfer you to the sheriff's communications section, and you can um, determine that. Hold on. Okay. Okay, so that was the first 911 call uh, that Cindy made. So, <laughs> final sips? No, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting to me that there's, I mean, you can really tell their dynamic here that Cindy's like, oh no, I've had enough. You're a liar. I'm taking you to the police. This yeah. is probably, but it almost seems like, I don't know, like maybe it's something that she's threatened before. Like, Casey's obviously not taking her seriously mm -hmm. for one reason or another. I was starting to feel like actual anxiety because of the slog of legislation. Oh, yeah. Also that. Yeah. Just so frustrating. Oh, God. There's a criminal in the car with you. We can't just bring people in and go, this is a bad. A bad has happened. Right. Oh, well, this is, yeah. You're not like, in my jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. Come on, guys. Help her out. Like, just urgency. I understand, like, clarification is very important and, mm -hmm. like, everything's recorded and all that kind of stuff. But, like, they don't know what the crime is that this person in the car can have them with do. You right, know, like, right. they just know that this person, like, where do I take a person that has done a thing? Yeah, like, the, stolen yeah. the police department car. is closed. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's Sorry. no one here. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that, that made me super anxious because I was like, like, you could tell, yeah, you could just tell, like, her voice kind of gets progressively, like, mm -hmm. okay, so then I just, I'm trying to take her to, she did a crime mm -hmm. that I am a victim of and mm -hmm. trying to hold her accountable for yeah, and like, uh, <laughs> and that like, what's going on through her head where she's like, oh, now I'm finally gonna do the call, and it's happening now. Maybe it has been threats, and now she's right. doing it, and it's like that almost sense of embarrassment because it's like not getting done, and she's yeah. like, oh, that's now true. I gotta get transferred. And then, and now well, I'm you're gonna, gonna sit in this point. car and proving a point here, and oh yeah. my god, why well, is this then, as you can hear when she's transferred over, you uh -huh. can still hear the conversation because you can always hear a nine one one call when you're yes. on hold. They can still hear what you're saying, and she's literally threatening to get a court order to have Kaylee taken, taken away. away. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some, there's there's a lot of that means that the, this isn't like a new threat. 
That's and like then, a new thing, yeah. And this is uh, in the timeline of things. This is after she she's left the house with Kaylee, right? Mm-hmm. This is a month later, a right? Month so after she's that. left the house with Kaylee. She's been gone for a while. They didn't really know she, where she was, where she was staying, but she took their car. Uh-huh. Then the car gets impounded, Pounded. but it's under their name. Yes. So therefore, they find the car, then they find her. Mm-hmm. Got it. So they haven't seen Kaylee in roughly um, a month. Mm, I'll get to that. Okay. Mm. okay. They might have seen her very briefly. briefly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So then, yeah, and her just like sitting in the car awkwardly yeah. while they're having this conversation. Like, right. this is so intense. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. So, um, so she tries. She gets transferred, and she tries to have a, a deputy sent to her house, and they do not send someone. So she makes this other call from her home. Nine one one. What's happening? Um, I have someone here that I need to um, be arrested in my home. There right now. A possible missing child. I have a three-year-old that's been missing for a month. A three-year-old? Yes. Have you reported that? I'm trying to do that now, ma'am. Okay, what did the person do that you need arrested? My daughter. For what? For stealing an auto and stealing money. I already spoke with someone. They said they would patch me through the Orlando just want to make the statement that I understand that 911 operators are trained um, to answer, like, they have to not have an affect, and also, usually if, like, the emergency is happening, that's why they ask you, like, where the emergency is and what's going on, they've already sent somebody, and then they are, like, 
keeping you on the phone to get as much information as close to when like something happens as possible mm-hmm. so that there's a full report of it. So like I know a lot of people get very frustrated with 911 operators and all that stuff. And I know that they're just literally doing what they were trained to do because if they get emotional, stuff gets blurred or, you know, things get like incorrect. Like that's when you can have a margin of error there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say that. I know that that's a thing. And you can tell, like, at this point, when someone is telling you that a crime has been committed and they're trying to get somebody out here to do something about it, it's like, I would almost start saying, like, trying to make an urgent, like, something urgent, you know, feel more urgent. Like, I'd be like, there's a gun to my head and, like, she's stabbed 40 people. I'd be like, what do I have to do? This person actually committed a crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm trying to get them account held accountable what do i have to do just to get somebody to be held accountable do they typically um let you know that someone's already been sent while they're still asking questions they are supposed to right when they yeah but i don't think somebody's in this no in this situation i don't think that she has either no No. because it's like because that's why i was like well maybe she because in my head i was like well maybe she's not saying it because she's not supposed to oh no that's no she she can say that so no they just haven't sent anybody yet they're just not taking it seriously Mm -hmm. and you know I can see that side where they're probably like, oh, here's another parent calling on their kid again. Okay. Because, like, I, I understand mm-hmm. that because of my family stuff. But uh, it is still very serious, and it usually is very serious. And I remember making a call, not to 911, but what's the non-emergency? 311. For, like, oh, because there was issues going on, and I wanted a wellness check thing happening. And they sent someone out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but they didn't tell me right away until we were ending the call that someone was being sent out. Mm-hmm. But they seemed to take it seriously even though there's no, like, emotional tone in their voice, yeah, there is a sense of urgency, whereas in this conversation it doesn't feel that way. Right. It's like, okay, hold on, here's another question, great. And mm-hmm. here's another one, great. It's like, and it's like, they're, I understand, like, they're trying to get information in case she, like, flees or, you sure. know, whatever. I understand that. I just feel like, I don't know, if, yeah, it just didn't feel... Like you can you can tell the mom's getting yeah. like yeah pissed. and and in this next call which is the most famous one um, you will see that Cindy felt the same way mm-hmm. that no one was listening to her so here we go nine one one what's your emergency <laughs> I cried a little bit ago the deputy sheriff saying I found out my granddaughter has been taken she has been missing for a month her mother finally admitted that she's been missing okay what is someone what is, here now. Okay, what is the address that you're calling from? We're talking about a three-year-old little girl. My daughter finally admitted that the baby's in the store. I need to find her. Your daughter admitted that your, the baby is where? The baby said it took her a month ago that my daughter's been looking for. I told you my daughter was missing for a month. I just found her today, but I can't find my granddaughter. She just admitted to me that she's been trying to find her herself. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee. C-A-Y-L-E-E. Anthony. Kaylee Anthony? Yes. Okay, is she white, black, or Hispanic? She's white. How long has she been missing for? I have not seen her since the 7th of June. What is her date of birth? Um, eight, eight, nine. 2000, oh God, she's three. She's 2005. So it's Kate. Kate, this is. 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 Kate, this is
Okay, I just can, I need I I understand. Can you just can you calm down for me for just a minute and just I need to know what's going on, okay? I'm gonna try and talk. I'm so worried. I'm really concerned. Is your is your daughter there? I'm on the phone with them. Is your daughter there? Yeah. Can I speak with her? Do you mind if I speak with her? Thank you. I called them two hours ago. They haven't got to here. So she did. You were right. You called it. Yeah, she, she didn't bury like, the lead this time. Right. Is what you're saying. She mm-hmm. just came right out with what happened. <laughs> I want to know what happened in that conversation. Like, did something happen before she made the phone call? Well, it had to have, right? Right. It had to, some kind of thing had to be like, where, because, well, I mean, the last call was, or no, that was the first one that was kind of like, well, we're going to threaten to take your daughter away. So maybe that conversation like made its way around. I'm speculating, obviously, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at some point, it was brought up, like, she's like, I can't lie about, I'm not going to be able to bring her back, so the nanny kidnapped her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to just, regardless, to be a fly on the wall from just in the time between when the first phone call is made until the police get there until the officer comes out. It has yeah. to be at least two hours because she right. says in the third call it's been two hours and nobody's come out yet. Right. So, <sighs> I don't know, uh, you've talked about having to call the police. I've had mm-hmm. to call 911 before a few times. Um, and 
the time between the phone call and when somebody gets there is like the worst. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking worst. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, everything will be kind like you have this like expectation that everything's gonna be taken care of when they get there, right? Because you're like, someone's gonna do something finally. So I'm like now thinking like of that person never coming and it's been two hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they've been like yelling at her or talking mm-hmm. to her. She's only 22. Mm-hmm. She is only 22. Yeah, so I assume that they're yelling at her and she, you know, talk, talking to her like a child because she's acting like a child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just curious how it all came out and if she just finally, like you said, came up with this because she was in the backed into a corner like a child. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why children lie is because... They're scared, and yeah. they think they have to just lie to get out of it. Oh, yeah. My nephew will lie a lot, and, and I'll know that he's lying, and I'll go, you lied. And he's like, no. And I'm like, you did. And he's like, yes. I'm like, why? I don't know. Like, they're scared, <laughs> yeah. They're scared. It's their flight or fight, it's their flight or fight response. Hmm. When children get yelled at and stuff, you need to just not give them the chance to lie. Like, just tell them that you saw them do it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it was, instead of asking. They'll lie because they're terrified for their lives a person three times their size that's like is like you know you're scared you're an animal right Mm -hmm. so i just and she's never been held responsible for herself so of course she just made a new lie and it's survival she's trying to survive so here's my lie to help Mm -hmm. me survive as far Uh as she knows yeah Yeah. her body thinks she's gonna do this to survive (laughs) and i think uh lying is a great segue into this part all right so before we can move forward let's move back a bit in high school casey lied about having enough credits to graduate but before her parents knew about this they threw her a graduation party oh so and i actually before i did the research i thought it was the other way around i thought that they knew Same. and then they were like well we're just gonna throw her graduation i feel like that is still some of the sources but the sources i saw were like no she didn't they didn't really know they threw her this big party and then she was like <laughs> i'm not graduating but she still lied the whole time and said oh thank God. you and took all these presents and you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah oh my God. so when she became pregnant which she was 19 at the time casey lied about it for as long as she could swearing to her parents she was still a virgin but when august 9th 2005 rolled around, Casey gave birth to a beautiful baby girl named Kaylee. So originally, Casey wanted to give Kaylee up for adoption. Mm. She even had someone lined up who wanted to give the child a loving home. But apparently her mother, Cindy, wouldn't stand for it. Mm. Overall, though, it said Casey was a pretty good mother. Um, A few sources added that she was adamant that no one smoked or drank around her child, which part of me is like, that's a low standard, but she's 19. So, like, actually, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's... um, (laughs) 19 in Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people Mm -hmm. said that, like, Kaylee was always a kind of quiet, calm child. She slept a lot. Yeah. So, the very next day, police arrest Casey. This is where she really leans into her, the nanny stole her story. She even gives them uh, Zenaida's address, which leads them to a residence that had been vacant for the past 141 days. Hmm. <laughs> You're gonna say years? And I, I was to be like, too, holy whoa! It's been vacant for 140 years. No it's one's been here. No one's yeah. been here. <laughs> the poltergeist. Of that would be a way. That'd be a way cooler story. <laughs> but alas, Zenaida was like some spooky ghost. Zenaida's like, been dead for decades. Yeah. What? That's who took the spin. Yes. All right. It's the poltergeist. Oh my gosh. She's been taken to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. 
So this is also when Casey leads them on a wild goose chase of Universal Studios, where she claimed to have been working. She says that there was a cell phone there that contained important phone numbers that could help, right? Because people are like, okay, give me the numbers. Give me the numbers of these people. And she's like, I don't have them. They're in my phone, which is at work Mm. at Universal. They're like, great, let's go. And they do. Okay. Yeah, and go they do. I will have to now. Yeah. (laughs) So she somehow gets them past security and then charms her way into the executive offices. She goes as far as she possibly can without a key card. When she gets to an office she can't open, she just turns around, throws her hands up basically, and laughingly states like something along the lines of like, you got me. I don't work here. (laughs) Um, So Gus, who is a friend of the pod, uh, Gus... We know I've talked about how you can get into anywhere if you're wearing like a black t-shirt or a black polo, if you have an earpiece in, Mm -hmm. and if you're holding a clipboard or (laughs) carrying a ladder, Uh, or uh, wearing a maintenance uniform. So uh, my fiance owns an air conditioning company and he was in his uniform and he was coming to visit me in the ICU and he walked in with flowers to the ICU, which is a big no-no, but nobody stopped him because they were like, oh, we thought you were here to work. No, 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 you can't have those, sir. Like, (laughs) it was hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, you weren't even, because I was like, babe, you didn't even a visitor badge. She's like, I just, mm, I just, I just went. It. Yeah, a beard and a maintenance uniform. Right. You know? That's oh, all you need. Yeah. That's all you need, man. Co- and confidence. So, so That's it. Confidence. Just walk somewhere like you're supposed to be there, and they don't really stop you mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, which is terrifying. Which she got that far in all. Their she gets all the way there, right? And then it's later verified that Casey hasn't worked at Universal in years, and all these names of employees that she was giving were either fake or no longer employed there either. Wow. At this point, police had had enough. They don't even take her back to the station. They find an empty meeting room and interrogate her right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, this little fucking kid. We're doing this now. We're, yeah. We're doing it live. I want to see... <laughs> I just see that conversation outside of like before they oh. even talk to her when they go like when when they go like oh no okay then we're just we're just doing this now then we're just gonna do this now they're both just like getting pumped up from each other let's go do it I know now. there's I know there's interrogation footage out there of her from all this stuff but I want to see the Them. moment that they yeah. decided we're fucking doing this I hope it wasn't even that they stepped away from her I hope they just looked at each other and nodded and, and went we're going to do this. Interrogation mode now. Just imagine, like, two best friends. <laughs> best friend cops. I mean, okay, I would play them for you, but there's really a lot. But it's basically, we like... You can put it in this... In this the yeah, I'll put a link. link if you want to listen to it, I mean... They I just can't. So like, we don't have enough time here, okay? It's so bad. But I'll give you a little, like, insight. Okay, so during this uh, interrogation, she states that she met Zenaida through a mutual friend named Jeffrey Michael Hopkins, which is just a dope name. Okay. He, he's real. He, he exists. He exists. How does she know everyone's full fucking name? Uh, mm-hmm. She says Zenaida used to nanny his son, and that's why he recommended her. She goes on saying that he hasn't worked at Universal for at least, like, nine or ten months. Uh, he moved up to North Carolina, and then he moved to Jacksonville within the last three months. Very specific. Yeah. yeah. Major Details. indication of a liar. Yeah. Or a stalker. Yeah. So mm, it's later found that while Jeffrey Michael Hopkins was an employee at Universal, that was in 2002, not 2007, as Casey was implying, uh, he says he may have known Casey in passing, but they didn't work closely at all. Um, <laughs> some sources say they knew each other from school. I'm not sure, but what I saw was him like on the stand, and he said... I haven't worked there since 2002. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> she just has a dope-ass name, and she remembered his name. And maybe. she's like, I know this is a person. Yep. Yeah, this is a person. Name. I mean, I get it, right? Like, 
It's like Jan Jan Michael Vincent. Like you just want to say it all the time. Jeffrey Michael Hopkins, Mm -hmm. starring Jeffrey Michael Hopkins. (laughs) Like, fuck yeah. All right. Okay. Casey is charged with child neglect, lying to investigators, and interfering with a criminal investigation. Yeah. About a week later, on July 22nd, 2008, Casey was officially declared a person of interest in Kaylee's disappearance. A bond hearing was held and new evidence was brought to light. A cadaver dog alerted at the trunk of Casey's car. You know, the one Cindy said smelled like there had been a dead body in it. The dogs also alerted in the Anthony's backyard. Overall, Casey had been held on uh, pretty minor charges at the time, but the judge was so disturbed by the evidence, mixed with Casey's lack of emotion, that they set bail at a whopping $500,000. Yeah, mm. her, even her on the phone call, like her not feeling even, even taking on her mother's affectation, like she wasn't even like, she was like, nope, like she's so mad at her mom, <laughs> she was like not even like going to allow her mom to like... Be up, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't, yeah. like, take on the, like, you're right, this is very scary. She was like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm of the school of you can't, I know that, like, I'm not saying that what she did was right, but, like, no. people react in so many different ways for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, yeah, totally. she's had 31 days to yeah. think about. Right. Yeah. That's the observation is what I'm saying yeah. is that, like, it's, like, I'm not, it's not a judgment because, yes, you're right, everybody reacts to everything differently. What I'm saying is it's been 31 days, <laughs> like, and that's mm-hmm. what she sounds like, like, yeah. when she says it's been 31 days. Sure. Like, that's, that's it. It's not, um... Everybody's different, and then she also reacts this way. It's a through line of her character, so it's more of an observation of that, because she reacts this way when she's caught. There's Mm -hmm. never, like... Mm -hmm. Like, so we have to just take that into consideration, too, is that she maybe doesn't have that hysterical response Mm -hmm. ever, because she doesn't do it ever, even in being interrogated, any of that. It's always that. So yeah. she might just be an even keel lady. Yeah, and there are people that are like that and it's gotten people in trouble and it shouldn't because you're assuming someone should act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And there have been people that have been tried and convicted based on that alone and it's just not not okay because you don't know how someone's going to react. No. You so might it's... not like how they react. It doesn't mean it's untrue to their personality or whatever it is. Because she seems to be that all the way through. Mm-hmm. Which is scary when they react because mm-hmm. then they just kill their kid. <laughs> They don't. She did. Mm -hmm. She's she's an an exception, not the rule. (laughs) All right. uh, So on August 20th, someone posted bail for Casey. It was a reality show bounty hunter named Leonard Padilla. Uh, His show's called Bounty Hunter. It's like on YouTube. (laughs) Um, He was hoping that by helping out Casey, she would lead him to Kaylee's body. He gave her 10 days and then rescinded his money, saying, I came. I give him my best shot. She didn't want to talk to me. What can I say? Oh. But on September 5th... Uh, what does this man look like? I just picture yeah. long hair, glasses. Like. Yeah, we'll look him up. <laughs> Brunette dog, the bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That picture. <laughs> um, on September 5th, a group of people pulled their money... And Casey was out on bond. I don't know who, but uh, she was on bond until the end of that month. That was when Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez appeared in the flesh. 
She had never even heard of the Anthony family, and a quick internet search proved she had no connection to them. She actually ended up suing Casey for defamation of character. Uh, Zenaida said she did look at an apartment and fill out like one of those little information cards at the same complex that Casey claimed to have dropped Kaylee off at, right? Because she was huh. like, well, I dropped Kaylee off with the babysitter, Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez, at this address. And this lady was like, well, I was there and I filled out a little information card. And the card included details like the, the children's name, the make and model of the car, and like the license plate. And those were things that Casey had given to police. So they think that somehow she just like got this card or she saw this card. How crazy. She just happened upon this and then uses it. Mm-hmm. Weird. That's one of the like weird the thoughts of thoughts. there. Yeah. Hmm. That um, sucks for poor Zanida. There's like so many people that get like brought into this that have nothing to do with it. Right, and that's just, literally what it is. She's ugh. like, these people all think I have your kid. Like, you're ruining my life, and I don't even know who you are. You just made up a name that happens to be mine. Yeah. Terrible. It's typical 8675309. What? It ruined the per- people's lives out of that phone number. Oh, I see. It's a stretch. I mean, I was like, I didn't limber up. I didn't limber up before I stretched. I only read the the prologue. I didn't read the book, so I didn't get it. Okay, all right. All right, so uh, on October 14th, 2008, Casey Anthony was indicted by a grand jury on charges of first-degree murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child, and four counts of providing false information to police. She was ordered to be held without bail. Because they were like, fuck you, you're staying this time. Yeah. Ten days later, they released the findings from Casey's car. A hair strand was found inside that matched Kaylee's and was found to show, quote, characteristics of apparent decomposition. An air sample was also taken from the trunk. It was found to contain compounds consistent with human decomp. Hmm. It would later come up that they found traces of chloroform as well. Hmm. Hmm. But on December 11th, 2008, a utility worker came across a bag in a wooded area less than half a mile behind the Anthony's home. The remains were eventually confirmed to be that of two-year-old Kaylee Anthony. Hmm. I read in one source uh, um, that there was a Gatorade bottle containing chloroform found near the body. In another source, the bottle contained, quote, a murky whitish liquid that was found to be a cleaning solution mixed with testosterone. I Googled it because I was like, what could that even be? And, like, nothing came up, but I know all my Google ads are fucked now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) My brain did two things. First, I was like, what place is, you know, there's, like, it's very trendy right now to have markets that will, if you bring in a container, they'll fill it with, like, detergent and like it's all it's like oh, okay. a reusable yeah. like it's like a sustainable eco economical like way to do your your liquids and stuff i just thought about like what place sells chloroform like that that you would like bring a gatorade bottle a couple liters of chloroform please right. yeah however much this gatorade bottle can fit <laughs> i'll take it all it's really because it was what, a mile behind the anthony home so mm-hmm. he said oh this is really sad she's right there the whole time oh oh so also in a little side note here in one source they said that close to where kaylee's body was discovered there was a mailbox with the names Fernandez and Gonzalez next to each other. Coincidence? (laughs) Maybe. But, like, maybe it was in her subconscious 
Like when she was making shit up. Isn't mm-hmm. that family? Unless she did get the in, like the information from the information card. Like I'm really there's so many lies happening here that mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. actually know what's true. But that was something that has been just said out loud. Isn't mm-hmm. that a, I find it funny? It's really funny. Isn't that a Family Guy thing where he's like they're like what is your name and he go, he looks yes. around and says P Tier Griffin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, the other thing that I thought about was there is groups out there that will um, put together funds to get people, to help people pay their bail because sometimes you will sit in jail for a crime you didn't commit, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. understandably, yeah. for so long. Yeah. Like, it takes a long time for a thing to get through legislation and for, like, paperwork to get filed and all that kind of stuff, okay. like, waiting for your court date. Mm-hmm. So there are groups that are, um, that are, that come together to, like, pay the bail just so that, like, this tax money shouldn't be wasted on this. Like, you mm-hmm. know, okay, so mm-hmm. these are people that, but possibly, right? These could be people possibly. that possibly thought, oh, God, this poor mother, they think she killed her kid and she didn't. We're going to yeah. help her get it. I mean, that's totally possible. Yeah. Absolutely plausible. And at that time, they wouldn't know. Be, yeah, 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 they, they wouldn't, wouldn't know, know anything at this so time. So there are groups that come together and, and do that. So, regardless, Kaylee's death was considered homicide of undetermined means. Mm. By this time, her remains were only bones, and uh, they couldn't see anything on the bones that would prove that she was beaten or hurt in any way. So the main reason it was thought to be a homicide was because of a piece of duct tape still found attached to the jawbone. So, okay, so your jawbone is held on by muscles and tissue, so when you, you know, you decompose, your jawbone just falls off. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that her jaw would be connected to the rest of her skull, but it was... And so it's led them to believe that that duct tape was over her mouth, mouth. at the time of death, mm. and it just so happened to keep her jaw together as she decomposed because the Oof. duct tape wouldn't. So, I mean, of course, it's always possible it ended up there from, like, the elements or animals, but, like, it's very unlikely. It's it's making observations off of the information given, right? Like, it's yeah. just kind of what they all they can do, yeah. right? it's just what someone, one person testified to. So, mm-hmm. um, it would take almost three years for Casey Anthony's trial to begin. She was facing seven counts in the death of her daughter, including first-degree murder, aggravated child abuse, and misleading investigators. If convicted, she could face the death penalty. It was apparently very difficult to obtain an impartial jury. The selection process took place in Clearwater rather than Orlando in an attempt to find a jury pool that wasn't, like, already aware of the case. Mm -hmm. The jury was also expected to be sequestered for months, so a lot of people were allowed to go home for, like, financial or family reasons. Like, I will lose my business if I do this, or, like, I am the caretaker to a child. I cannot be, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So once the proceedings were underway, the judge ruled that evidence regarding decomp would be admissible. This was actually the first time that type of evidence was used in a Florida case. Hmm. The prosecution needed to prove that the smell inside the trunk was indeed decomposition and not due to the trash that had been found inside there. Arpad Vats, a senior research scientist at Tennessee's Oak Ridge National Laboratory, and also he was part of like a body farm, which is cool. Okay. Um, he testified that of the roughly 30 compounds significant to the decomp process, seven were confirmed to be in that trunk. Hmm. Also found in the trunk was that hair believed to be Kaylee's that we mentioned earlier. When it was examined, um, it was found to have a marking on it, which was consistent with decomposing bodies, adding to the claim that Kaylee had been dead inside of that trunk. Hmm. However, it was just the shaft of the hair. It did not contain a root. So this meant it could only contain mitochondrial DNA. So they couldn't specify that it was Kaylee's. However, they could say that it could only have come from someone in her maternal line. So it had to be 
Kaylee's, Casey's, or Cindy's, but it also showed sign of decomposition, and two of the ladies are in the courtroom at the time. You know, I didn't realize <laughs> that you could find evidence of decomposition in hair. Do, I'm not a scientist, no, but it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting, because it makes me wonder, like, if What's, decomposition happens when the hair is fallen, like, plucked from the head, does it start to decompose? Like, what does that mean? I don't mean? know. That's interesting. Yeah, or so if there's that, just, like, little lines that happen, or, yeah. like, I don't... I don't know. Yeah, that's, but I do know that there was a lot of, like, people were like, ah, this is hubba baloo. I don't mm. know. I don't trust this. I don't know. Yeah, because if you just, just like, came up. like, you know, because hair falls out all the time, that'd be interesting. Like, does that, you're right, Does is that decomposing now, the hair? Well, because it's all, it's all, Isn't there's so much that they could find about your dead. hair. Yeah, I, don't know. Always I don't know, man. I just look stuff I, up on the internet. That's fun. And I bring it to the breakfast. Yeah, night, I like it. And we chit chat about I it. Love, I like it. If I anybody love... knows more about hair, yeah, or yeah. any of that DNA, so. like, that's fascinating. Call yeah. me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Right. <laughs> if you so. want to page me, it's okay. Don't pay. We don't have a pager. Uh, I'm, I mean, we're in 2008, technically. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Right now. <laughs> I've traveled back. Still didn't have a pager back then. Okay. <laughs> so, remember I mentioned the chloroform? Well, yeah. it seemed as though someone was searching for chloroform about, like, 40 different times on the family computer. Oh, really? Cindy. 40? 40. Upwards of 40 times. I, like, reread it and was like, shut up. Upwards of 40 times. Cindy tried to take the blame, saying that she was actually trying to look up chlorophyll because a pet had eaten something in the backyard and she was concerned. I have a little note here that says, bitch, you are a nurse. Like, you know the difference between chloroform and chlorophyll. Come on. And, like... 40 times? I spelled it wrong. 40, 40 times. times. You know, that dang Google just thinks I'm looking up chloroform and it just pops up for me and I just hit enter and... <laughs> Why would you try to... I don't, I don't know, well, Also, the mental and emotional gymnastics that these parents mm. went through and put themselves... Because they made the choice. Like, you made the choice to put yourself through... Supporting and unsupporting and supporting and unsupporting yeah. your kid. Like, yeah, because they have another child who I actually don't even mention because, like, leave him alone and he's a totally normal dude. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, like, like they but, all want nothing to do with kissing. And, like, like to do with this. it's just the, the gym, like, how exhausting that must be mm-hmm. to, like, support her and then have her, like, come around and use that against you and then, like, stop supporting her and then, like, Getting back on on board and like mm-hmm. knowing she did it, like it's kind of abusive. Like she's kind dude. of like emotionally abusive towards her parents. Uh, that's exactly what it is. And like it's, I mean, this is an extreme case, obviously, right? Because this little girl is now dead and missing. Mm-hmm. But like there are a lot of families that go through that. There is the one kid that puts the family through loops, and the parents support, and then they can't take it anymore. But then they'll do it again, and they can't take it yeah. anymore. You know, it is. It's gymnastics. You're it's absolutely right. It's gotta be right. exhausting. It because exhausting. You, you're, I guess, you know, we do anything for love, right? We do anything mm-hmm. for love. We, we've we loved really incredible and incredibly, like, heartless people, all of us, mm-hmm. beans included. I know that we've all done that. So I, I understand the times where you justify just really fun, stupid, fucked up behavior. Mm-hmm. Um but damn, this is just a crazy this is version crazy. of that story. Like, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Ugh, her mom took the. <laughs> her mom tried, right. to, take tried the to take the blame. Of course, for it that, so bad that Google search. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> so now onto the defense. Um, the defense uh, <clears throat> took a different route. Oh, um, good. good. <laughs> they tried to set the scene for the night they believed Kaylee died. 
They didn't think it was a malicious move made by Casey at all. Instead, they believed that Kaylee accidentally drowned in the family pool. Her attorney, Jose Benz, tried to prove that Kaylee could toddle her way out the sliding door and get into the pool. Okay, logical enough. But then why would Casey hide this and lie to everyone for over a month, mm-hmm. right? Oh, well that was because, according to her attorney, Casey was obviously being sexually abused by her father, George. He went on to say that the ex-detective, because George was a detective, terrified his daughter into keeping her mouth shut about her encounters, and that led to her basically lying about everything else in her life. Guys, there is a quote from her attorney that I cannot unhear, and now I have to share it with all of you. (laughs) He yells in the courtroom, Quote, she could be 13 years old, have her father's penis in her mouth, and then go to school and play with the other kids as if nothing ever happened. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Why is this? I mean, I know what his angle is, right? But like, come on, man. Uh, I I love drama. Oh, yeah. God, right? it's delicious, this, this, tasty. This whole thing is just hours and hours and days. Like, I can't fit it all. <laughs> but this, so, like, the footage from this mm-hmm. courtroom is draw. It's just, uh-huh. like, I can just Ooh. hear the gavel, like, bang, bang. And then Mariska Harkinson comes in, <laughs> and she's like, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's so dramatic. And this, uh, this angle is so dramatic and I love that it's supposed to come out it came out like the third act you know uh-huh. like oh you can fucking get me with a spoon like <laughs> <sighs> I loved it when you when you brought up that when you brought up the whole idea of her um being uh sexually assaulted Nicole looked like a Something just flew in. Like, <laughs> what? She, she huh? like a bat. Just Excuse, went, me? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Excuse me. What? Let me take this call from left field. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. What? Hello? All right. So, so obviously George Anthony testified that these were like full blown lies. Yeah. Holy but shit. he does bring up a true story that entices the jury. He tells the story of how some gas cans went missing from his shed. He assumed Casey took them, and he confronted her about it. She admitted to taking them and then returned them, pulling them from the trunk of her car. Her boyfriend, Tony Lazaro, testified that he helped Casey steal the cans. Why this is important is because George said he had a roll of duct tape on the cans when they were stolen, but when Casey brought them back, the duct tape was gone. Hmm. And this interaction apparently happened about a week after Kaylee went missing, but before any of the family knew she was gone. So that's why I was saying, like, they must have had that slight interaction during that 31 days, but nothing substantial. Hmm. So Cindy Anthony testified as well. She tried to play off her smells like a damn dead body in the car line by saying it was just something she had said to get the police to come to her house, right? Mm -hmm. She felt she wasn't being taken seriously, so she had to make something up to get somebody there. Okay. But that was the first phone call. Right, the, the third, third one. Phone the third call. one is when she said there's something like a damn a dead damn body in the car. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're like that's the famous one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, could she also have changed the angle because now she's realizing the seriousness of what's going on and like maybe she didn't really think that's what it was at the time, but it kind of smelled like that, so she said that, and now it's like. I don't know. It's because, that, like, what if I put my daughter in, yeah. in prison for something that she actually didn't do, mm-hmm. but I said this thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course. Obviously, she's all over the place and back and forth, and, like, one minute she's defending Casey, and the next minute she's threatening her. Yeah. Like, it's, 
it's such interesting part. parents and not all I mean not every parent does stuff like this but I have seen um, parents where they're like they know the kid has done something wrong they're gonna go through with the like whatever it is like punishment or whatever to do it but then they like backtrack well maybe that's too much maybe I shouldn't have done that maybe this is wrong maybe mm-hmm. no 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 I'm gonna do that so it's like I don't know it kind of makes me feel like that like she knew this is what's going on. Oh my God, she's going to be in so much trouble. Oh, what if this is really happening? Let me try to backpill. Wait, no, no, no. This is what's really going on. Like, I can't even imagine what's, what's going on in her head. That has to be the worst. Oh. That's what, that, those gymnastics. Yeah. Like, it has to be exhausting, right? Cause, exhausting. Because there has to be times, like you're saying, where genuinely she believes either way. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see her throughout the process of this whole thing do that like, and act on that. Mm-hmm. And try to believe in that and then double back and then come back and double mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be just a big tough mental toll that has yeah. to take so much, you yeah. know? Yeah. You still want your kid to be held accountable, but then it's also depending on how you view your children that, you know, you want to protect them too. Mm-hmm. Right. But where's that balance? But yeah. then yeah. also like there is so much evidence of police rushing things to get a a crime solved or something too so I can see her you know doubling back and thinking things and being concerned like there is there's not a solid foundation of trust with law enforcement anymore Mm -hmm. like and there hasn't been for a while so I can see that like questioning as well when you go because at this point there is so much evidence against her right Mm -hmm. like at this point so you would think that all of that evidence would be enough for you to go, oh my God, she did do it, so I need to just tell the truth. Unless she is trying to maybe, in this last second, like just help her not go to prison for the rest of her life. I don't know. Was there, well, I she don't, is facing a death penalty now. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because I was, I was going to ask, like, yeah, death penalty, but they also were, weren't they like, you might get into it, I don't want to jump ahead, but like, wasn't there something about like how there were just too many they were trying to cram too many um, convictions into one case, and that's one of the reasons why, like, it didn't go through. Oh, I didn't... You didn't know. Like, there was just something where, like, they tried to do so much at once that, like, it was really hard to convict her in the first place. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's logical. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because, like, okay, so... Yeah, because I don't want to jump ahead, but I was just... I remember yeah, that but I mean, in all honesty, like, the trial went on, it just, like, it shown, it just shined a light on, like, the lies that Casey had been telling, uh, which were, you know, we already talked about the Universal Studios debacle, which included Jeffrey Michael Hopkins and Zanny the Nanny. Oh, okay, Zanny the Nanny. Zanny the Nanny. Okay, this is just me. This is only me. This is my speculation. Remember I mentioned earlier that people would say that Kaylee was always, like, a really quiet kid and would be sleeping a lot? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think that she said Zanny the Nanny because she'd give her child Xanax and it was in the front of her mind? <gasps> At this point, you know, I because wouldn't be surprised. Zanny is the nanny because she'd be like, go to sleep, here's a Zanny, yeah. take Zanny the nanny. And this is just me, but I put those two and two together and was like, huh. Interesting. Yeah, that is, I no. mean, if she was always like a quiet, sleepy kid, like, I mean, maybe she drugged her like on accident. Mm-hmm. And so she died. On accident. Like, yeah. Overdose. I mean, like overdose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. yeah I like, got it. You know. I mean, well, and right, we don't know, right? It could have mm-hmm. been an accidental overdose, and we wouldn't know. And then she just hit it, and, and she whatever, panicked, and she or... panicked. Like, there's so much speculation still to this day because so, of all the lies. Yeah. Because of all yeah. of the lies. And and it's so interesting what people will will do, thinking that that's the better choice, even if it's the lie. Like, oh well, this will be the easier thing than if I just set it up this way. People do that all the time. Yes. Fight or flight makes you make weird choices. And when your fight or flight activates, that's what's weird, too. Yeah. Because, like, she thought she went into fight or flight. I better lie to get out of all this mode, which is, like... And then lie on top of lie on top of lie. Like, and honestly, so the whole thing, the whole... It was a 
a circus, right? Like, I really have only given you the highlights. You can go fall down the rabbit hole of testimonies if you'd like. Um, and if you do and you need someone to rant about it, you can email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Remember, that's M-O-U-R. All right, so on January 5th, 2011, after 10 hours of deliberation, the jury would find Casey Anthony... <gasps> Not, not guilty, guilty on Ugh. all major charges. She was, however, found guilty on four counts of giving false information to law enforcement, for which she was charged. Okay. For her four guilty counts, she was given one year each, but since she already spent three years in jail and apparently on good behavior, she only spent one more week in jail after this. But the process you have to go through to get in there for just a week, like, I so mean, ridiculous. she just skipped it. Yeah. While she was acquitted of criminal charges, Florida's Department of Children and Families released a report saying she was responsible for Kaylee's death. It concluded that her failure to act in those initial 31 days was not in the best interest of her child. Mm. But this was simply a report. It held no further charges. Yeah, neglect probably would have been an easier thing to, mm -hmm. those kind of stuff to pin her on. But just last year, in 2021, Casey filed to open her own private investigation firm. <laughs> I'm just going to take a sip here while uh, you let that sink in. Okay? Yeah. I'm the best liar around, so I wow. know how to find them. Well, I'll catch all the One lies. of the other podcasts I listened to said something like along the lines of like, well, if she couldn't find her before, I don't know. I think I ranted about it. You did. You did. You did. And yeah. you, the, your rant was epic. Yeah. The rant is so good. The yeah. rant. Oh, the rant. Can I just talk about Casey Anthony? Can I just? Can I just? Guys, I promise you'll hear it. We'll put it out. <laughs> okay. So oh, it'll happen. Um, it'll happen. So, uh, apparently, she's getting help from Patrick McKenna, who was the lead investigator on her defense team. He's also known for his work on the O.J. Simpson case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I read, like, I think also, like, Yoko and John Lennon, like, stuff like that. Oh. So, uh, he helped, he first helped her start a photography business called Case Photography LLC to help her learn to shoot. I guess it wasn't, like, about portrait photography. It was just, like, getting her comfortable with camera work for PI work. Hmm. Um, Let's spy on a bunch of people. Take these pictures without them knowing. Yeah, fucking weird. <laughs> it's speculated that they have a romantic relationship, but that couldn't be verified. But it's all talk. It's all just talk for now. Casey does not currently hold a, a PI license and honestly probably wouldn't pass the background check anyway. Ew. But again, know. but like... <laughs> but then again, <laughs> she is in Florida, the penis of America... Where anything is possible. <laughs> Shout out to our Florida audience. Florida. Shout out. That is the story of Casey Anthony. Final Sims. Okay. So we had a discussion about when you had your rant. We had a discussion <laughs> about, uh, like... Sometimes I, I brought up a point about sometimes people are just assholes, right? And then mm -hmm. we talked about, like, the discussion of, like, well, then, no, what is it that happens or the thing that is created that makes you make the bad choice? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that sent me down an interesting thought experiment about what is considered to be right and wrong mm -hmm. and who makes those choices, like, who determines what right and wrong is. And then, well, then what makes us make the right choice then? Because it's if we just eliminate right and wrong and just say this or that, you know, because it's depending on where your feet are. 
some people can justify murdering somebody because they murdered somebody else. Like, I think of cases where people, like, find somebody being, mur- you know, getting attacked or something, and they murder, and they justify it. We were just mm-hmm. talking about that, you know, mm-hmm. V case, kind of. So it's like, where your feet are, it's fully justified in that moment. Now, in the court of law, that's not okay. And for that person's family, that's not okay. So it just feels like right and wrong can be subjective. We just all kind of learned a general rule about what right and wrong is, and that's my theory about what the commandments were about. Like, it was less, like, word on high and more like, we need to get people to stop fucking each other yeah, and killing each other. Like, <laughs> it's all based in religion, which, like, that part of religion's cool, where it's like, let's make rules about being cool it's with just, each other. See, God yeah. said it so that everyone stops. Yeah. Like, yeah. It chills out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Let's all be nice to each other. You know, but that that all switches, right? Like, for the yeah. longest time, you think about, like, things like saying, like, rule of thumb. Like, it was totally fine to beat your wife for a while. Like, you know, it's, it's as that. As long as the mm-hmm. stick was no wider than your thumb. Right. right. So messed up. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like, those things were okay. It's just there's general things that we've decided you, like, shouldn't do, and mm-hmm. then people will still do them. We're like, well, you know, you did that thing. But mm-hmm. in, like, the animal world, people eat their own babies and stuff, so it's like, mm-hmm. what it, you know, I'm. it just sent me down an interesting thought experiment about that whole thing. Yeah. I guess I'm more so expanding on that more. Uh, I was, had a conversation with a teacher, and they were saying that they um, kind of explained to their kids that we naturally tend to go more chaos so it's about learning to not go that direction and to choose the kinder solution mm-hmm. and like working that out in your head where it is okay to have that chaotic thought, but choosing to do the kinder thought and what that looks like and what that means. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting that we mm-hmm. naturally go towards chaos. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I like that idea because it feels more empowering. Like I, I get to make the choice to like do the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. I get to do that. So, in this instance, Casey chose the right choice for somebody that wants to go out and not be a mom anymore. Mm-hmm. In her, in pers- her head, if, if, yeah. the, if allegedly, we have allegedly. to say allegedly. 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 allegedly, she made the choices that would lead her into the path that is kind of where she's at now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a non-mom mm-hmm. who didn't want to be a mom to begin with. Right, so then there's all of that dynamic of Cindy made her, did she get rid of Kaylee to do it against Cindy, like, I'll she, I don't know. I don't know, you know, because all this is up in the We don't know. Parenting is so hard, and it's, it sounds, it sounds like it's a hard job, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's compounding, and it's, it's for everything, right? Mm -hmm. So, she didn't even want the child, and then her mom kind of made her have the child. Yeah, she wanted to put her up for an adoption, and her mom was like, no. No, yeah, which, what is that, a pride thing? Is that like a pride mm-hmm. thing where it's like ego and pride? Like yeah. I can't can't let my legacy go. Or yeah. like or like a fa- like they see it as a failure. You uh-huh. know, like some people see like breakups as a failure oh, or like yeah. miscarriages as failures when like they're definitely they're not. not. They're it's a not thing that happens. But no. like, but you know, people see those things as like failures instead mm-hmm. of like this would be better for the child. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she just keeps it because like ah, that's an interesting thing too that we do sometimes where we'll keep people around because we're like, I'd rather you be miserable with me than maybe yeah. not miserable Misery without me. Misery loves company. Yeah. Or that that fear of the minute we're not together anymore, you're going to succeed and I'm going to not get to benefit from that version mm. of you. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really tough too. But yeah, it's it has to be so hard like with the uh, compound parent thing, but then also... Uh, that it is the whole thing that we've talked about before where it's like if there was a manipulative person manipulating you, it is not on you, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh, and she's being manipulated, but she's also the parent. I just feel like that has to be 
tenfold with the situation. Totally. Definitely an onion. Oh, an many onion. Yeah. Yes. And, many and it's like that thing that we've we've also talked about in the past. This is like a season finale. It's like... <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. It's also right. that thing we talked about in the past where like, it's almost like the death penalty is like a reactionary way of like, we couldn't stop the crime, so let's over, overstretch to like fix... So it's almost like that with, um, with Casey Anthony's mom saying like... Like, I couldn't stop you from doing this, so I'm going to overcorrect and make you raise this child. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? It feels like an overcorrection to, like, because you fucked up, like, you're so mad that she got away with so much that you're like, no. No. Now you're going to pay for it. But that's someone else's whole entire life. Like, please don't use children to do that because now she's not around anymore. This little girl had nothing to do with it, is a whole human being that if she wasn't, if she wasn't murdered... She would have grown up into having Casey as a mom. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and if you do. Right? Like, it's yeah. all like, give her up for adoption. Like, put if, if a family oh. would have wanted a baby, yeah. like, that yeah. would have raised yeah. it. Because there are a lot of families that, and you know, tr- want babies. Right, and she tried. She found someone who wanted to adopt yeah. her, and Cindy was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so don't use, like, children. I don't, I don't understand. It's easy, I guess, to kind of say, because it's something that's been beaten into us, that. It's just a baby. It's fine. It's no big deal. That's a hu- whole, whole human, human that's going yeah. to become a person that does things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And will remember things. We'll learn things. Mm-hmm. You know, create understand podcasts. things. Create podcasts. <laughs> Be the Zodiac killer. Hey. All kinds of things. All kinds of things. <laughs> they can do anything, but it's up to you. Yeah. That was just. Yeah. Oh, great final sip session. I feel like we all yeah. kind of yeah. shared yeah. our final final session. I'm not so gonna do an official final sip because like. We'll we'll put it out. So there will be an espresso shot on Wednesday coming out, and maybe it'll be a double shot. Mm. A double shot espresso shot. Yes, keep your ears out for the rant. Rant foam on top of this shot. Oh my god, be great. Yeah, it was a spicy one. It was spicy. I'm glad you recorded it. I did. Oh yeah, I definitely have it on recording. So glad I pushed record. Like hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, guys. Can we do this? Yes. Oh, beans, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us on our another Monday. What a great episode, Amanda. Thank you so much. I know Thank you. Casey Anthony, man. Oh, what a human secretary. It was so hard to research her because I'm like, I hate you. You're such a turd human. And like, it, su- it kind of sucks to talk about turd humans because I don't love bringing them to light, but it is important that we say it for Kaylee and that, yep. you know, we can try to... I mean, she can't be tried for it again, but, you know, we'll do all we can do. Hey, man, there are lessons in all things. Yeah, there yeah. are lessons, exactly. Feel empowered so. to um, just know that these stories are out there and that we can do better about we them can. next yeah. time. We yeah. can yeah. do Learn better. Learn from our mistakes. Learn and do, do better. better. Be better. And uh, join us next time. Yes, join <laughs> us for another episode of Morning Murders. <laughs> <laughs> Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Could also be a knife. A knife! <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Was that a vine where the lady's like, well, there's a little boy, see people playing in the backyard. And then the little boy runs up, and the mom's like, hey, what do you have? And he goes, a knife! And she goes, no! (laughs) (laughs) And she's the mom like, hey, what do you have? And he just says it so, like, triumphantly, a knife!
life. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. She's hot. She's hot. She's Amanda. 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 Oh, you picked a really low key. Like in certain ways to be like, don't forget this. Like, yes. don't forget, like, I'm literally like, 
so I totally get oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and I've been so grateful Nicole can just cut the, my weird um, things off. I can. I can. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. Um, if anyone is aware of how human we are, it's Nicole. <laughs> oh, yes. I am. Aha! I hold the power as the editor. It was that, it was that, um, <laughs> now I can't do it because that, okay. No, just do it. no, okay, it was that, um, uh,